0: Welcome to the Queen's Corner, where we celebrate everything about the woman. We keep it real, we laugh, we cry, we share our experiences, we motivate and we inspire. And most of all, we have My beautiful queens, I hope you all are doing amazing today. This is your good, good girlfriend, Chanel Serenita. Um, Today, the topic is align, abide, and become. So, I'm going to start off with letting you guys know that I have definitely been going through this warfare phase with my life and with myself as well, having an understanding of why I am here and more so sticking to why I am here and not just why I am why I am in LA but just here on this planet Um, am I walking in you know my purpose Um, I'm consistently indecisive about things and trying to come back up come back around and make sure that I am doing what I'm supposed to do And sometimes it feels like I'm not. Um, There are days when I'm just home and I'm just like, God, what is this? What am I doing? Everything that I had planned or that I thought, you know, it's like I was living this delusional thought that, oh, everything is going to just fall in place. I knew that I had to do the work, but sometimes you think that the work going to just be there for you to do and sometimes it's not you have to figure even out how to create it or how to get to it and that is where the struggle can become a little scary so God has been releasing some things into me and I am you know praying constantly um, always trying to work on something, probably jumping from one thing to another because of fear or not knowing what to do. Just this kind of sporadic, you know? And I said, I prayed one day like Holy Spirit, like what, what is, what is this? And I told y'all before, I'm not, I don't consider myself religious. I consider myself spiritual. Being a spiritual person does not mean that you do not have a connection with God. That's absolutely what it means. I have a close relationship with my father i have a close relationship with holy spirit yes i carry crystals in my house sometimes i might you know um what is it uh read my horoscopes whatever all of that for me is still me connecting with god whether you uh, that's not my but i'm going sideways but anyways um so i'm talking to god and I'm cleaning the house and I remember that day I was just like man what are what are you doing what are you doing Chanel because I don't I've come to a place where I have realized that everything I've been asking for even if it took some time and no I have not been or gotten to where I want to be but God has aligned me and gave me the things and the talents and the 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 words and the things that I've needed he has placed them on me inside of me he has led me and I'm still asking God what do I do what do I do and man like realizing that it's not him it's me it's not the world it's not Every, it's not the universe. It's not God. It's not, it's not even my inner goddess. It's not, it's me. It's my flesh for sure. It's not even my spirit. It's my flesh for sure. That is consistently questioning. What do I do next? Consistently questioning where God has me Consistently questioning who I am and what I need to do. It's not God. It's not. It's not. The universe is giving me everything. God, he's giving me everything. My inner spirit speaks to me. That's all God. Speaks to me, right? But I'm still trying to pull something else out of it. What is it? What is it? What is it? it? God said to me,
1: I know he's tired of me. (laughs) He said, I have given you everything you need. I've given you everything you need. Everything that you need is inside of you. When Moses was leading his people, Moses
0: said, God, what am I supposed to do? I can't, I can't do this. Who am I to lead these people? He said, look what's in your hand. Oh, my God. It's like it's like God literally led me and was just like, look what's in your hand, Chanel. Look what you, you have books. You have a pen that you write and you pour your heart and soul and spirit into. You have the acting abilities. You have everything you need. Why are you not using them? What are you afraid of? God, and I've written, even speaking to my therapist. It's all coming together for me of what I've been afraid of. And not only did I realize, like, Chanel, you need your own word, but somebody else needs that word, too. It's like, what are you afraid of? What am I trying to, what is it? Are you trying to validate something or somebody or are you out here doing it for show? Or is this really, are you really going to walk the walk and talk the talk? <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was reading through I, w- I just left the gym and I knew that I wanted to speak over the you know into the podcast and I have been, you know, doing a lot of preparing. By the time when this comes out, you know, I know that I've had a few that I've recorded, but you know, you'll probably hear it on some others that I had taken a break. From the podcast just because I wanted to make sure that it was authentic and a lot of you want to see my face and things like that and so I have a few that I'll have with my face and some that I won't you know but I wanted to stay true and not just feed off of what the people want but what God needs me to say and what I need to speak what spirit is leading me to speak because I'm not on here just to validate my own um insecurities or to validate my own um what is it um image and who i am and what i know that's not why i'm doing this i'm doing this because God put it on my on me some time ago years ago actually but i wasn't prepared to speak i was so fixated with making everything perfect that I forgot who and what I was doing it for. And this is for you. This is for me. This is for, you know, I've, there's been men that have called me and told me that they listen to my podcast and really it's for everybody. And I've thought so much into that. You know, and I am just being a vessel because I ask God, please just make me a vessel, please. Whatever is in me that you need me to use to to get out and to, to help somebody else to speak to speak into other people, whatever that is. No, I'm not gonna always show my face, and because I feel like I'm getting caught up in my image when I do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. And sometimes God just gives me a word, and I just want to talk. I just want to pour out. I don't need you to see me made up all the time or I don't need you to, you know, always see that I'm dressed and at my best. I'm going to do that for when I get online. I'm going to make sure that everything around me look good. But when God is when I got when I'm being poured into speaking a word or speaking and saying what I feel and what I got to let. I got to let that happen. I got to let that happen. I got to be able to lead with my tongue because that's what he's giving me. He's pouring so much into me and I'm just so grateful for just that right there that that, that he's pouring into me and I'm able to pour it out. So back to the topic, align, abide, and become.
1: Align, abide, and become. I don't know about y'all, But this has been a struggle for me.
0: And I'm always praying for alignment. The first time I heard alignment, I was listening to Sarah Jakes. And I had just gotten to Atlanta. And most of you probably don't know, but um, none of you probably know. But when I was in Atlanta years ago, I was trying to, like, get out of the hair industry, as I always have been (laughs) um, doing. And around this time, I was like, you know what? I need just a job right now where I could just sit and create and think or whatever. So I went and became a security guard, right? And I was working in this building where I never really had to see people. I was writing my books. (laughs) I was literally like sitting at my desk, writing my books, just writing down everything that God was pouring into me. Like, how can I use it? Whatever, whatever. And on those days when I was feeling like down or when I just needed to have something extra poured into me, I listen to Sarah Jakes Roberts. And Sarah Jakes, that's my girl. Like, that's my little sister that knows more than me in my head. <laughs> like, that's what I call her. Like, she's my little big sister. Like, she knows <laughs> more than me. Like, I call my brother, my um, my little brother, not my youngest brother, but my little brother. My little big brother. Because he's bigger than me, but he's my little brother. So I call her that. Uh, my little big sister in my head. And she was speaking about alignment. And this was years ago. This was probably like seven years ago. And she was talking about how you need to align. It's time for alignment. God is aligning you with your purpose and your gifts. And all of that is aligning. And I heard her say that. And then I heard Tore Roberts say the same thing. You know, that's her husband he was talking about alignment and then my uncle steve (laughs) i name all of these people it's funny but i do uncle steve harvey i call him uncle steve because he is my uncle in my head like he's one of those people that i go to and when i need some advice and even though i can't talk to him face to face yet because i will he gives me the advice that i need and he spoke on on aligning your purpose that god will align your purpose your gift and your talents he will align all of that you know like even though he's uh, he he does a lot of inspirational speaking now and things like that and he's working on game shows and things like that god aligned his gift as a comedian to be able to pour into people but also let them know who his god is Also, be able to inspire them to go get to the next level in their lives and how they could do it. Maybe turn a hundred dollars into a thousand dollars, into a million dollars, whatever. But I was listening to these three people on a consistent basis. There were others, but those three people on a consistent basis: Sarah Jakes, Tore Roberts, and Uncle Steve. And they helped me so much. Just to, you know, when they talked about alignment and walking in who I am and um learning how to walk in it and and aligning my purpose with the talents and gifts that God has given me, and learning how to flip them to make to to, to become the person that I'm supposed to be, right? Um, so the definition. I I wrote down the definitions, right? So I'll start with the definitions of alignment. Align means place or arrange in a straight line. So if you didn't know, that's what alignment means. To place or arrange in a straight line. God gives everybody, and I know it might sound like I'm preaching today, I don't really care. (laughs) I don't really care because, again, I'm pouring what I had, what's been given to me. God will align you with what he's giving you. So, you know, as a child, I've always known that I was not going to carry on a career in a uniform. I don't know where it came from. It wasn't a bad thing. I just knew that wasn't my walk. I had my cousin, Van, who is a nurse, and I watched her every, um, all the time, like, go to work. I would, you know, watch her kids and things like that. But even when I was younger, I would see her, my Aunt Chastity, um, a few other people. They wore uniforms. And I knew that they were doing something to help other people, but I knew that that part, that wasn't for me. Um, And I would see, like, God would give me visions as a little girl. And, I mean, I was young, young like six seven eight years old and I never spoke about it but he would give me visions and would show me and would say like that's not who you will be that's not what you're who you're gonna be I've always been a creative since I was a little girl I've always been um, a creative and an entrepreneur I was a writer I used to write all the time I wrote poetry all the time Um, My Aunt Hattie, she told me that I would be a writer. She would like read all of my stuff all the time. And she would sing to me and tell me like, you're going to be a writer and your work is amazing and things like that. And I was probably like nine or 10. And I would do my girlfriend's nails for like 25 cents. (laughs) I would go buy candy from the Penny Candy store and I would resell it for like a nickel more to the people in my neighborhood or I would sell like bags of candy me and a girlfriend we would sell like bags of candy and we could never figure out why we wasn't making the money back it was so funny but it was because we was selling the candy for the same price (laughs) that we bought it for so we just didn't know right but um I remember like with one of my younger cousins I was putting together a business plan to start a summer camp and I was like in second grade I was so young um when I was in fifth grade I started babysitting I think it was like fifth or sixth grade I started babysitting and I would babysit for my cousins like my cousin Ben she would pay me like a hundred dollars to babysit for the weekend because she worked so much as a nurse and then one I remember at one point I'm not getting off the topic I promise I remember at one point I was babysitting like all of my cousins for Christmas while their parents, I was babysitting for like $25 while their parents were shopping for Christmas, right? Like I had dope ideas and I was in marching bands and my mom always kept me in stuff. She saw the vision. She saw things before I did. I didn't like, as far as like um, performance, I was a little bit shy, but it was things that I really wanted to do. Like I love modeling and I was obsessed with like runway and fashion shows and things like that but I was too shy to speak up about it so my mom put me in a marching band and even then I could march my tail off like I could march my when I say a girl was marching since like I the the dance moves headed down packed. okay my mother put me in fashion shows like she knew that I would be able to model but I was so afraid like I remember the first time I got on stage and I was just like walking like a robot because I was so scared to do it. And she, we went back next year and I I got in and she saw, she, it's like, she always saw it. Like God gave her that, you know? And I remember when I met, I saw raven Simone on television. I don't know if I talked about this before, but I saw raven Simone on television and I was like, I want to be just like her. But I never really spoke about it. So, I didn't even give like anybody anything to work with. My mom knew, but I never really put it out there. Like, I wanted to be on Disney Channel. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I was afraid. I don't know why. But, and then I met Jada Pinkett. Until this day, you know, I know what people say about her, whatever, whatever. My, you know, personal opinions, whatever, whatever. But she inspired me. When I first met Jada Pinkett, I was at my cousin Kim's house and I was probably, I don't know, I was so young. I was probably like five or six years old and I will never forget she had this big curly bush and me and all of my girl cousins, like I would go over there and my cousin Cherie and Naomi and um, Kimberly and Katie and, and Tiara, like we would all go over there and spend the weekends and this one weekend Jada Pinkett came over there and she had just gotten um her role on A Different World and I was in love with that show like it had it had been on for a minute but she had just got her role and we were like watching her. cause so She was talking to my cousin and whoever she was seeing. Um, she was talking to my cousin at the time and we were like watching her and she was just so poised and so beautiful. And we ran back and we wrote this letter to like Whitley and Dwayne. I will never forget that. And a few weeks later, I saw her on the show. And I was just in awe. I was just floored because this girl, and I didn't even see her on the show before that everybody else had. And I noticed, and I was just like, Oh my God, she looks just like me. She looks like me and she's from my city. Cause I had like big hair or whatever. And I'm from Baltimore city and like the inner city. I grew up in the inner city, Papa Grove in, in like rick's area and i miss an avenue area whatever and so i'm seeing this girl from Charlie hill if you know Charlie hill you know Charlie hill okay and she's beautiful and so i knew that's what i wanted to do but i was still not really didn't know how to go about it right i was just keeping a secret it was to myself and i didn't realize like All of this time, and I'm still working on my dreams, right? Still working towards my dreams. But all this time, God was aligning me. He was aligning me to fall in love with something. He was aligning me to show me where my world would be, what I will work towards, what I was working on. And a lot of times, y'all, I have to go back and I have to remind myself of why I am doing things that I'm doing and i have to go back to those stories and and remember like god put me in a space to align me with what he has for me in this in in the future and i'm still working towards it you know doors are being closed sometimes i get fearful of going through certain doors or not knowing if it's for me get indecisive not but god has still he's still leading me into what is supposed to be for me, right? And I don't know, I still don't know exactly where that's gonna land me, but I know that he put, he put, he was planting these seeds in me a little bit at a time to align me on this straight, on this narrow, straight line. Hey, you're walking into this, you are a creative, you love film, you love to write, you love, heat. You love to um, delegate. You love to build. You love to, uh, so, and I'm still like, oh God, like, okay, how am I using this? Even right now, y'all still is like, okay, God, you gave me this. How am I going to use it? What am I doing? And realizing like, okay, he gave it, he's aligned to me on that straight and arrow. So it's not him. So I'm going to get into all of that. Right. So, you know, over the years, you know. I got a little bit bolder and decided to walk into wanting to become an actress and although I was like watching over the years of you know watching raven Simone and how she was getting bigger and bigger and, having her own show and like, oh, I want to be that. I want to go on that show. I was like falling in love with so much. And I just didn't know how to get there because I didn't want to ask my mom, mom, can we move to LA? Mom, how can I get? Because she was already being, you know, torn down with like going to these places and taking our money. And she wasn't really that educated and knowledgeable of the business, but she was trying like to figure it out. And, you know, during that time, like my dad was like, um my dad was in my life but my dad was in prison sometimes and um so a lot of things like she was trying to and I understand it so much now like trying to take up um trying to do so much for herself and for other people and working and things like that so i i was too afraid to say mom this is really what i want to do how can we do it this way cuz i knew how to do it but i just didn't know how to ask her for that help because of the situation I saw that she was in right so when I got a little older my my ex-husband his little sister she was going to this twigs program um at the Baltimore School of the Arts and she performed and I was falling in love with watching her perform and I wish till this day although I don't talk to her as much I still wish to this day that she kept going because she doesn't even know that she inspired me because I watched them perform and I fell in love with that. And I was just like, yo, you could still do this. Like time hasn't passed that you can't do it. You just got to figure out how to get started, you know? And it was just God aligning me, still aligning me and still putting the thoughts in my head, like reminding me like, hey, this is where you started. Like, I know right now you stand here, you stand there. Because at that that time, I think I had kind of like, I had lost my home, my house or whatever, went through this depression and all this stuff. My dad passed away. And I think I was like staying with, with my boyfriend and his mom or maybe I was, with my, my cousin because I know I had lost my place whatever but I was in this split place where I was just like oh girl you don't know who you are what you're doing um I think I had stopped doing hair I don't know I was just ugly stuff and that sparked my interest again and I still didn't talk about it I put it on my vision board but I still didn't talk about it I was just like feeling my way through some things and again, it's just realizing like, oh, all right, okay, God, like, like he was aligning me, trying to get me on task, like get me, get my passion, get my dreams and my thoughts all aligned, right? And at this point, I didn't even realize that this was a gift. I didn't realize that I was being aligned with gifts or talents or purpose or any of that. that. That started to become to come over over time you know like when he put a pen back in my hand and I went from oh I don't know who to audition for I don't know where to find good auditions all of this sucks I don't know what to do so I'm gonna write my own monologues and I started writing again and then I was performing them and people were telling me like I will go to auditions like oh that's great that's good and then I, I went from that to well, somebody's saying to me, you know, you should write a script. So then I'm writing a script and I'm putting on this and I'm uh, getting um, the school and people together to, to film this script, to film this, this film, right? And although it did not work out, y'all, it did not work out. I was falling in love with something. I was falling in love with something because I was finding my alignment. I was finding where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing. And it felt good. It felt so good. And as time went on, I'm still writing and I'm waking up every day and I'm writing and I'm falling in love with this process and I'm writing and I'm, I'm finding photographers and cinematographers and actors. And, and I'm like, Oh my God, I love this. Like, I love that this is where I am and this is what I'm doing.
1: You can't, you can't top this. That's what I was thinking. I can't top this. This is dope. And then I get pregnant with my daughter. And then I hear God say, write a book.
0: And I'm like, God, write a book. I don't even know how to write a book. So what did I do? I went and found a book that I could, um Terry McMillan. I went and got a Terry McMillan book and I, I read it. And then I read a few other books just to see like, oh, how I can get started. How do you actually write a book? How do you lay the foundation? Things like that. I studied a little bit, pregnant, knowing I can't audition. I can't do anything, man. Like I'm just getting in the space of doing this and now I can't even do it. You feel me? And I was just like, all right, I'm going to write a book. Started writing this book, Easily Enticed. I Easily Enticed got started. Well, got started with the script, but in a monologue. But just writing this book, writing this book. And if I could go backwards a little bit. Before I actually wrote this book, or wrote that, or um, and I had wrote that script, I had wrote this short little uh, monologue some time before that, and I got to Atlanta. I got to I, I drove. I came out to LA. I think I talked about that before. I came out to LA, and uh, when I got when I got here, I came out here to audition for David E. Talbert, and. The monologue that I used, that monologue that I had written some time ago, I had perfected it, got to the audition and murdered it, got up there and murdered it. And he was so, he was, he called me down off the stage like, Chanel, when you coming here, when you're going to be here, whatever, whatever. So it was like, again, God was still aligning me and showing me like, yeah, this is what you need to be walking into because you're getting closer and closer and closer. I mean, I was not, I was not meeting like little people not even saying like people are little but I was in a city I was in a city where I was in Baltimore I was in a city where you don't really meet you know famous people that are out here doing big things not back then this was like 2009 not back then you weren't really meeting like famous people I was falling all into the right hands I mean Tasha Smith was my first it was the first acting class I had ever went to she and I like I you know she she saw something in me because we kept in touch for a little bit and she didn't do that for a lot of other people and so I knew even then I knew that there was something there that this was something for me and even though it didn't hit immediately it was like God was showing me something David E. Talbert met him went to went to school in New York with Susan Batson she teaches so many people. And Jamie Foxx and all of these other people and met her and worked with her and was, like, in her class, like, all the time. So it was like God was, like, putting people in my life. I was falling in places. Every single time that I go and I make the move, he aligns me and he shows me where I need to be. I remember living in that, when I was living in Atlanta and I saw some people filming some things and I was in in hills and I was in hills and a fur and everything, Right? And sometimes you don't even realize that God is putting, he's like putting you in position for something else or maybe somebody else. Right. I, I went and I I worked with this production company and I was just working as a, as a PA and you you know, to be honest, like I, I like, I was loving the process, but sometimes even like the people I was working for, I just, sometimes they weren't as nice. Right. But through that, you know, I knew I had to stay focused, not worry about people, whatever. And I also met like this rapper who's a big, he has a big name. And, you know, he's like big in Atlanta, whatever. He's big everywhere, but he's from Atlanta. I ran into him again in the mall. And then we exchanged information. I just so happened to have a situation. He helps out a lot of people, you know. Um, and he does it secretively, he just do his thing, and I remember I called him and was like, hey, I'm dealing with this situation, of, With um, the first time I was dealing with this situation where I saw some things happen in front of me, and I knew that he could probably get it out to more people than I could, and it was a situation with some young kids, right, so anyway, he helped me through that, situation. He walked me through it, talked me through it. He lined up the right people to help me through it. You know, and only reason I'm not saying his name because I don't know if it's not something that, you know, I don't know if it's just something that he would want to be said or whatever. But he helped me through that process. And then again, I called him years later, you know, and I would send messages like, Hey, I hope everything is great with you, things like that. You know, just to say hello sometimes. Um because I believe in being genuine and not trying to just keep people in your pocket. Like just being genuine, like, Oh, I'm thinking about that person. Hey, let me, let me just say hello. So some time passed and then another situation happened with some family. And my, one of my, one of my young family members, um, she's, she's actually not like my real cousin, but some things happened and she got caught up in some things. And I knew that if I called him, he would be able to align the, the right people. Right. And he did that. And he helped us through the process, you know. And with all that said, I don't even know if me meeting this man had anything to do with my career. It may have just been for him to help guide me through those situations, which honestly had nothing to do with me. But it was me being a vessel to help somebody else. Right? So, just all this saying, like, God has put me in places to meet people on a whole nother level than what I, where i may be and for 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 so many reasons it could be to like help somebody else or maybe it is for my whatever my purpose will be in the future right now when you when
1: you are on your space in your in your time or in your season of alignment you have to it's you have to kind of look back. Like for me, when God make things happen
0: for me, he always give me a vision and I'll go back to what was right. What has happened to get me here. And he literally gives me like these visions of this is why, and I'm doing my hands like <laughs> that, 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 dot right now. But it's like, this is why I put you here. And then all of these steps will start taking place. And I have to do this all the time and remind myself, girl, you are not in a place of being stuck. Like I go through, like people don't believe or don't know because you don't talk about it, but I go through warfare all the time. I go with warfare with myself, with my spirit, with the world, with um, being indecisive, with not knowing, with falling off of alignment or not knowing where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. And I have to remind myself, okay, Chanel, the things you're going through right now, God is planting seeds and he is um, it's things that you may have to go through to build a character in, in your life or uh, to build your, to build your character, you know, or to make you um, remove some things or build some things or do some things or pivot some things reminding myself that this is for me because if it wasn't God would not keep aligning me and putting this me in these spaces and if it is not he's going to take it from me he's going to show me that it's not for me or maybe he put me here to put me somewhere else and be okay with that abide abide means accept or act in accordance with a decision rule or a recommendation that is saying exactly what I just said. God will align you or show you what he needs from you or where he's placing you. And all you got to do is abide. Let me say you something. A <laughs> body can be a struggle. And I know it. I mean, a challenge, like a big girl challenge. Like, you better put your... This is when you put your big big girl panties on. It's not even aligning it starts with abiding because you know I've talked about inconsistency and you know my struggles with that and you know being decisive and making decisions you have to in order for you to stay in alignment you gotta abide You have to abide by the rules. You have to abide by your decisions. Once you've made a decision, you got to push through with that decision until you get to that. Even if you got to take other avenues and you still got to stay focused on the the dream, on the vision, on the word, on everything that you was told, whatever that is, whatever that is, you still have to stay focused
1: on that. And that's where your abiding comes in he gave you instructions so what's up what's up Chanel like you got the you got the the
0: the instructions why are you still asking what do you need to do why you keep forgetting the instructions go back to what you've written down read over the instructions read over the word read over the goals read
1: over the steps So that you could go and do what you have been placed to do. What is it? Stop thinking that it's just going to just fall right
0: in your hands because it's not. You may have to get a job just to support your dream. You may have to get a job to get you to the next job, to get you to the next job. Maybe going back to school is right for you. Maybe it's not. But you got to make a decision. And once you've made that decision, you got to move on that until you, can, until you have done all that you can do. Abide. Abide by the decision that you've made. Abide by the instructions that you've been given. Abide by the rules that have been laid. If you have laid rules for yourself, I'm going to go to sleep at this time because this is the only way that I can be productive in the morning in order for me to be able to be focused or write or, or get to the gym at a certain time. Like I know for me, it's, it's, y'all, it's hard. I'm not sitting here being, I'm not going to sit here and act like I am the one who got it all together. I am not, sis. I am absolutely not. All I know is that God gave your good, good girlfriend a word. All, all I know is that God is working through me to help work through you, to help work through me. <laughs> That's all I have. That's what I know. And with what he's given me, I got to pour back, right? So yeah, abide by what he's giving you. And the only way that you can get to our next topic, which is become, is by you falling into alignment, abiding by where you've fallen into in order for you to become.
1: Now, there's a whole lot of things that come with becoming. One of those things is actually allowing yourself. To
0: become who you were placed on this planet to be. Now, we all know that we are spirits. We are souls experiencing human nature, experiencing human flesh. We are experiencing this world as humans, right?
1: Now, the definition of become is to begin to be. The definition, of, the definition of become is to begin to be. Let me tell y'all something about this here. You can get aligned. You can abide. But if you are scared to become, none of that matters. There are so many times that even looking at
0: people in the industry who may have like one hit or have done something and they didn't go back to be to do it again. My perspective on that is that you got in a space to become now. Oh, this is a good one before I even get there. When there are football players, or rappers,
1: or just people—maybe
0: actors, whatever—that step into a place where to become, but they still go back to their own old habits. That's a word. That's a word. All in all, in its own, I might have to. I might have to, literally, go deeper into that on another episode. But when you step into the position to become but you can't quite hold that position because you're still stuck in who you used to be girl that is a word girl you know that you've been set you've been set up you've been put in this position to be this person you saw the vision you're walking in it you now you got to bark and bite you got to walk and talk you feel what I'm saying You got to walk and be in that position and and hold that position. So you have to become all that you have aligned and have been abiding to become. Walking in your alignment will force you to become who you are supposed to be. But it's up to you to stay there. How many people have been in a position where they have gotten to their success and they fumbled the ball all because they didn't got locked up for drugs or carrying a gun or they've done something domestic or something that they just should not have done because they could not force themselves to come out of
1: where they were to become who they are. Make a decision. Like you can't, you can't, you can't
0: straddle the fence. So I'm going to be honest with y'all. This has been a struggle for me because, um, <laughs> I, I can say I have a lot of struggles <laughs> um stepping so I'll say this: step into alignment, but struggle with abiding and being consistent, allowing yourself to accept who you are, where you are, and working through that or just being decisive, making a decision, like I said of who I am going to be so a few things. For me, I told y'all where I'm from. You know, I'm from Baltimore. Um, you know, the neighborhood that I grew up in, it was a pretty rough neighborhood. Although we had, like, our neighbors were like family, we still grew up in, like, we still grew up in a, in a rough neighborhood. And even friends in school, Um, I remember, like, my first year of high school, I got in so much trouble, got in so many, like, in so much drama, fights, all of this stuff, because I wanted to hold on to this image. I think I talked about that before, right? I wanted to build this image, right? But that's not even who I was. I knew that I was somebody totally different, right? Now, fast-forwarding into my life as an adult, I remember... I was around. I was in my neighborhood, and I was in my early twenties, and I had this vision of who I wanted to become, but I kept going back to my old neighborhood because that's where I was grounded, and most of my friends that I grew with—they're men, they're they're guys, and you know, so I would go back and just sit on the stoop and chill with them, sit on the porch, sit, you know, might watch a dice game, whatever, right, and. In the midst of that, sometimes I could feel God pulling on me, like Chanel. This isn't where you need to be. This, you got to stop doing this, right? We were just like all hanging out, laughing and joking, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but I remember saying to them, "I think that y'all forget that I'm a woman. Like I'm a woman. Like I am. Not, <laughs> like I am not a dude, right?" And my big brother, my big brother smirk. Um, he said, girl, he was like, what you mean? I was like, y'all really treat me like I'm one of the guys. Like, I think y'all forget that I'm a woman. And he was like, you are one of the guys. <laughs> he was like, I was like, okay, you know what? It's time for me to grow up. That was the moment that I realized it was time for me to grow up because i appreciate that that my friends saw me as one of the guys they've always like had my back or been there especially him specifically like any if i ever had any any problems, <laughs> i knew who i could call and when he said that it was like no chanel you don't realize that you're a woman it wasn't about them it was about me not realizing who I was. And this is what they do as men. They pull up in the neighborhood, you know, congregate, might have a few drinks, roll dice, whatever. You know, not even really have a few drinks, no. no. But, you know, roll dice, talk, catch up, whatever. We still do that, but we do it by phone. That's when I realized, like, number one, it's time for you to separate Nellie from Chanel it's time for you to grow up and allow God to be like be who he's supposed to be in your life and that I think that was like the last day that I actually like sat around on the block in the neighborhood with my guys I would go and visit you know and things like that but I stopped going around there because it wasn't my place he, I could feel that he was trying to elevate me, but I was so stuck in just trying to be the Nelly trying to stay the same person. And that's not who he was calling me to be. And as time went on, I started to grow and and grasp the concept of who I was becoming and who I was, but it was still taking me a lot of time. It really was. And Even when it came down to friendships or families, for sure. I, my, like, I had people in my family, like, I would, I was always a little bit different. Even now, my cousins would tell me, like, Chanel, you've always been different. We always knew that you could possibly be something different, right? And I would, you know, like, I was the one that was, like, health conscious (laughs) or, I was I was going out to become more cultured and traveling, you know, going up to New York and doing these different things and it's not that I thought that I was better than anybody, but I was trying to better myself and in the meantime, I wanted to help better my family and the people around me. But for a lot of them, they felt like I was bougie. I was a person. I remember my aunt, one time she told me I was I was at the mall and I was on my computer. This was before people was ever really even at the mall sitting or why if I was even like that for you to sit on and be on your computer I would just go there just to write and they met me there one day and she was like
1: why do you act like a white girl and I was like a white girl why do you say that and she was like black people
0: don't do that Chanel we don't sit and get on a computer at the mall and stuff and I took that like damn like be, me being productive is considered being a white girl, not being a productive black woman, right? And you know, I I had some family members, you know, who I remember I wanted to move out of town and she was just like, You're a horrible mother because you wanna you wanna leave your daughter here so you can go and start a life. No, I was going leaving to leave in the start a new life for me and my daughter, and I gotta get it together. You know what I'm saying? and i took i would take those things and i would like run with it so and it was just, it was like so when i came around anything that i did i would eat asparagus i would eat like different things i would do because this is what, these were things that i liked i you know i like a chicken box and a cheesesteak but i also like salmon and asparagus you know what i'm saying this was like years ago I like Panera bread. That's why I spent most of my time back then. And to them, it was like, "Oh, that's too expensive. Or that's bougie." It's like, no, it's the same. Just like you'll go to you'll go to McDonald's and you'll buy a, a, a Big Mac meal with what you're. I'm going to Panera bread and buy me a panini. Like, what's the difference? It's just that it's more healthier, right? So they saw me as I was being bougie. So when I would go around some of my family, I would lighten up like i am a fun loving person i will say that but i would be more like oh i gotta be i gotta make people laugh or um i gotta remind people i'm still from the hood like i'm still and and at the end of the day i am it don't matter i still got a whole lot of i still got some hood in me it'll come out if it need to come out but i also know how to turn it on and off right and with them it's like i showed up i had to show up as like I'm still down for the cause or whatever. Like that's how it felt. Like I could not talk about the book that I'm reading, or I could because they couldn't relate. You know what I mean? And it's and and they didn't want to relate. So I would kind of like down my or dumb myself down. And I'm saying they were dumb. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I had to dumb myself down just so I could be on the same level as them and. Sometimes I feel like I'm being crucified for it because it's like, Chanel, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you trying to want people to keep up with who you are? Like, oh, you're bougie because you're doing this, not because it's better for you. My apologies, everybody, but um, a lot of what I was saying got cut off. So I can't even remember because God was just moving through me. But I will say this. I know that I was talking about, um, you know, the thing that, me feeling like I was being crucified all because I was doing things that I felt like was for me. And it was even in, you know, friendships and things like that where, where I would um, be with, be around people. And I'm always trying to put on this face. Like I'm still the same girl from popular race. I'm still the same person. And um, I'll get around some girlfriends or, I've had people say all types of things, all types of things, like, "Oh, it's look at it's that model chick," or, uh, "Of course, a model chick would say that stuff like that." You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, "Oh, she bougie," "Oh, she doesn't," and it's like, no, I just decided that these are things that I want to do for myself, for me to be a better person, and me or me moving out. I moved out. Oh, you're not grown because you? I didn't say I was grown. I said I moved out because this is something I wanted to do for me. And I made a decision that this is what I want to do, whether it was right for other people or even right for myself, right? But me wanting to become something different has always been held against me for whatever reason. And, me, and, it, and, it, and instead of me realizing that, hey, Chanel, everybody is just not walking on the same path as you, we're not on the same page, and you can't always bring people with you. I had to stop being a people pleaser and, all, and understand that this is where I have been led. This is where I am. So accepting where you are and working through it, right? And then another thing for me is, you know, the fear that you will succeed, but scared of the responsibility responsibility that comes with it. Okay, this here, this this is a topic that is really big for me because- We can accept, we could say we want something, we want something, we want to become this person. Chanel, you want to be this, you want to be that. But then you forget about the responsibility or you don't think so far into the responsibility of what, you know, getting to what you've asked for. For instance, when I first got my car, my new car, I remember I prayed for it, I was asking for it. And like two weeks later, I got a brand new car, old car went up and everything, right? But in my mind, I wasn't even thinking about the responsibility in the beginning. And when I did, when I did think about it, it scared me. But I knew that it was time for me to move forward because I had had my car for a very long time It was time for her to go. It was time for something new and my mother kept saying like girl, it's time for you to step out in something new because Number one you are moving to another level in your life and god is blessing you every single day Stop thinking and worrying about what you're going to do how you're going to pay for it Because that's what I was thinking about like no i'm okay I i'm going to be able to pay for it I even had people in my ear like you ain't gonna be able to do that You ain't it's a reason why these things are happening my car didn't go up for a reason. I'm about to go and pay the same amount for another car that I can, when I can get a luxury car. Why am I doing that? No. go Get what God has for you and be, and, and don't be scared to step in it or take the responsibility for it. So, you know, like I, I'm all, I've always prayed for like, God, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to, I want to act. I want to do this. I want to do it in the beginning. It was all about, you know, it was something I always wanted to do, don't get me wrong, but I also thought about like walking the red carpets and the glitz and the glam, of course, I did, but over time, it was like realizing how tough it was becoming. I want to help people that are in this in the situation that I am in trying to make it to their next level, but they're having such a hard time with doing so. I want to be able to build a platform for them. I want to be able to help people in my neighborhoods, I want to be able to help young people like me who knew they were different, but didn't even know how to get out. I want to have no problem with being able to take my mother out of town or out of the country or give her something new because she deserves it. She's bust her ass for it, right? And these are the things that I wanted, but there's a responsibility that comes with all of that. And you have to align your beliefs. You have to align what you want to become with that responsibility. Like knowing these are the responsibilities I'm going to have to take on if I decide this is what I'm going to do with my life. You can't back away from that. You can't run from that because they're coming. So, yes, you align yourself. You abide by the rules and by, you know, the decisions and, and, the accord and, and the recommendations and all of those things. But when you are becoming that, just understand that there is something else that comes with becoming that. It's not just an image. It's, not, it's a lifestyle. It's a spirit that you take on. You're working on your inner self, becoming who you want to be. You're you're working on your inner self through that process for sure. For sure. I know for me, I am working through some things, some past things, some traumas. I'm working like all of this is a responsibility to become Chanel Serenita, who she really is. And not just the image, not just a pretty face not just somebody who's out here doing this and doing no it's so much that and it took me a long time to realize that there's a responsibility I'm not just doing this for myself you have people that are just doing this for themselves they're doing it because of what they want out of it some people aren't you know thinking about other people but I know that there's a responsibility at hand That when I build this image, that's something, when I build this image or I walk into the person that God has for me to become, that I'm poor, not only am I pulling along other people, if that's what he has for me to do, but somebody else's dream is on my back. Oh my God, that's something I just had to remember just now. Everything that I do, sometimes I'm tired, y'all. I don't want to be responsible. When my dad died, he looked at me like, it's you. You're next. My little brother told me that walking down the street one day, I said, you're going to get us out of here. We were struggling so bad. you going to get us out of here. He was like, no, nah, you're going to get us out of here. And I was just like, and I always kept that in me. And sometimes I get, I get upset with myself because I realize that the responsibility that I'm taking on, I got to walk in that. I can't just be tired. I can't just down talk myself. I can't look at myself and just in oh Chanel, whatever. Like my little brother told me, you're gonna get us out of here. I gotta do that. I gotta still push press forward. And and getting us out of here may not just look like, oh, we're gonna become rich. No, it means building something for my family, building something for us together that we can spread to get to our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. That we can help out the people around us and not just in a financial space, but just leading them to what looks like the promised land for us, what success looks like for us, what growth looks like for us. All of that is not just a monetary thing. Some of that is just is just becoming a better person. Learning how to be a better person, going after whatever it is that you want. It doesn't matter what it is, you know what I mean. It all comes with a responsibility, whether we want to face that or not. Fear of who becoming who you are because you're scared of losing. Okay, fear of who you will lose if you become that person. That should not be a fear. Because if you lose, and this is a fear for a lot of people, because it was a fear for me. I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted to move to Atlanta years ago. I remember when Stomp the Yard came out. I was like, yo, I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm starting my life all over. My dad had just passed away. I had this townhouse. My little brother lived with me. My man lived with me. And I was just like... But this is not what I want. But I was still so scared to just go, right? And I kept thinking about who I would lose. Like, my man not trying to go. He wasn't trying to go. He was comfortable where he was. My little brother could go back, you know. But my little brother wound up moving to Atlanta. So I would have been good. You know what I mean? But I was always so caught up. And even the the last thing that I was talking about, like, afraid to lose the people around you because you decided to become a better person. I became, I would digress back into who I used to be or who they knew me as just because I didn't want them to say I was bougie or I didn't want them to say that I had grown up or I was this, I was this, I was that. I was afraid of what people thought and afraid of them leaving me or being rejected because I was so used to rejection and dealing with rejection outside of like dealing with it in that way, you know, like dealing with like other people in my life or class members feeling rejected because I was different. So I would digress just so I could be like them. You see what I'm saying? So you can't be afraid of letting people go or people falling by the wayside because I wasn't put here to stay right here. Girl, I'm not trying to stay right here. I got plans. I got real plans. And the problem is, the reason, and I'm going to be honest, why I feel like a lot of my plans did not always go to where I needed them to go is because I would digress. I would digress back into old ways. I would digress around and get around old people. I would digress. Fear of what's on the other side. Fear of becoming who I'm supposed to be because of what I might lose. Fear that it's going to be too much. Fear of the responsibility, fear of having to be consistent, fear of ha- having to actually show up, fear that I bite off, I bit off more than I can chew. Girl, you asked for the burger, eat it. You asked for the whole plate. So, so what you
1: going to do? Fear, fear. The bottom line is Fear. You cannot
0: become who you are supposed to be if you are fearful of who you are supposed to be or you are fearful of who you could possibly become. How am I looking at Uncle Steve, looking at Sarah Jakes, looking at Diddy, looking at Jay-Z, looking at all of these people that I admire, looking at Tyler Perry, looking at Les Brown? How am I looking at all of these people and where they are in their lives? How am I reading all of these books
1: and still scared to become who I am supposed to be? No, it's not okay.
0: I was scared to do this podcast, y'all. I was. I was too scared to be vulnerable. I was too scared to know for people to know that I actually talk like this behind closed doors because I'm laughing and funny and this, this, that, and the third. And girl, guess what? I'm doing so much of that. But behind closed doors, I'm praising God. I'm talking to God. I'm literally like praying over people. I'm doing all of these things. My girlfriend, Ashton told me, she said, wow, girl. We was praying over a friend in LA last summer. She was here, I was here. Her girlfriend was going through all of these different things. And I just remember that like we was just like we went into the bathroom. And we just started praying over her. And I felt this thing in me. My phoenix is strong, y'all. I got this phoenix inside of me. And this phoenix is a part of my... She she is my spirit animal. She is my goddess, everything. And I I feel when she's coming up out of the fire. She's doing it right now. My phoenix is strong. And I touched her. And I said, girl, when your phoenix phoenix comes up out of this fire it was like god just like put that in me and then we started praying over her and i felt it and she said and my girlfriend said oh my gosh and now thank you for that and i knew even in that moment that no i was not just put on this planet planet to act to write to produce my work is supposed to show up to help other people my voice is to help other people my voice has a meaning to it and i've covered it and i've hit it y'all I'm not like, and, and as I'm speaking, I could feel the passion and the fire and the burn inside of me. He put me in these situ- situations so, th- so that I'm able to speak. No, my life was not peaches and cream, and it's a reason why I wasn't. No matter what people think, it wasn't peaches and cream because I had to be able to speak into somebody else. My phoenix has to, had to rise for somebody else's phoenix to rise. It's not about me. I'm sorry if I'm yelling in y'all in y'all ear. <laughs> But I feel what I'm saying right now. It wasn't about me. It's not about me. He has me here to attack. The enemy off of somebody else. And I. Have to stop shying away from it. Because that's not where he put me. And I know again. This is going to be long. It's long as hell. it got to be at least an hour by now. But I need you to feel me. I need you to feel me. Because. Once you get to that point in your life where God has spoken something into you for you to be able to use, you cannot bear back from that. You're not hurting anybody but yourself and the people that are supposed to get something from you. It's not about me. It's about somebody who's supposed to receive it from me. We were not put on this planet just for us. We were put on this planet for for the life of others to evolve. We are all supposed to be a vessel. We are all a part of a puzzle piece. What's the ending? I don't know. I just know that this is my, my puzzle piece is a part, is, is, is something for somebody else, for them to make a puzzle piece for somebody else. Steve Harvey talking to other
1: people, Steve Harvey becoming a comedian, that wasn't just for him. He had to get to me. Everything that Sarah Jakes went through having a baby at a young age, having having
0: um having this 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 truth about or this truth for her to speak over everybody else that wasn't just for her, that was for me. That was for another young lady who had a baby at a young age.
1: That that was for somebody else to hear that. So I feel like I'm
0: com- I've am i come to my ending of this podcast. Y'all don't even know it, but I'm sitting in my car. I literally left out of the gym and was like, nah. Nah, sis. You can't keep waiting to, you know, to put up a video. They're going to see your face. You're going to see my face on multiple streams of media. I know this. I know this because I feel it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. All I know is, I just, even when I don't feel like it, man, I just got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. I hope and I pray that I spoke into somebody today, that I spoke into your life, and I pray that you take these words and that you use them however you see fit. But I pray it is for the evolution of you. I pray that it is for somebody else, whether it's your child, your 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 spouse your mom your dad your friends whoever it is pass it along because somebody else needs a word and I'm thankful and I'm grateful for I can't even remember the young lady Shantia I think her name is but she has a YouTube page and I listen to her and I'm just so thankful for all the people that have used their voice to build a platform to speak on to me and to other people I can't say each of who all who they all are because it's, it's probably a whole list of them. But I've spoken about some of them already. But I'm so grateful that they took their gifts and their talents to get to their purpose. I am. And I just ask and pray that God will continue to work through me for me to be able to do the same. Because I'm showing up as more than just your actress and your writer in a cute face, nice body, all that other stuff more than just the shell there is so much more deep down inside of me that I just want to explore and let out and allow you all to experience as well and I know that God has something for me and if you're listening to this I know he has something for you girl and you better go and get it or God whoever this is whoever this is because at this point this is the queen's corner I am the queen of this corner okay (laughs) this is for you this is for my women but this here, right here, this is a message for all of us. And I'm asking that you spread it as far and as wide as you possibly can because I don't know, I sat in this car on my way in this to get to my car and I was like, God, I don't know what the word is that you have for me today. I don't know why, but I'm going to ask you that you pour the word and it just flowed like water. It just flowed like water and I'm just thankful for that. And I've never even had a podcast this long, not yet. So I love y'all. I'm praying for you. I am looking forward to the possibilities of the future and everything that's coming with it. And I pray that you have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. And I am here. I am here. I promise you I am here. And I'm going to keep it going. Whether you see me on screen or you don't, just know that I am here. I love you. Later. To another fire episode of the Queen's Corner. Please like, subscribe, and share
1: with another queen. Love you, girl.